Hello everyone. Take two. Uh, we are the Kids Table. I'm Matt. Oh, and this is Kendra. Um, today we're going to be discussing 1992's movie Sidekicks, starring Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris. The summary is this. A bullied teen who fantasizes about being Chuck Norris's sidekick trains in martial arts to fulfill his dreams. Let us begin. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for helping me out again. That's all right, Chuck. That's what sidekicks are for. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the Kids Table. This, like we said, this is Kendra. And this is Matt. And we're sober this week. I'm caffeinated, in fact. Oh, I'm not. I'm not that. But because we rambled so long about steel, uh, we're gonna. this is going to be tight. We're going to do this right. It's going to be clean. It's going to be clean. It's going to be a tight shrift. Sh- well, already, that's not going well. What is it? Short shrift. Yes, but so that's, that's not, not what, what you're looking you're for. You're not going to get short shrifted on content. It's just going to be clean. It's going to be tight. We're going to do it right. Okay. We came correct. I have caffeine. We're going to talk about Sidekicks, 1992. Yeah, starring uh, Chuck Norris, who I had never seen on a screen before, um, and Jonathan Brandeis, who you might remember from our Ladybugs episode. Yes, R.I.P. Well, yes. We don't, we don't have to go into that again. Okay, we have already. Check Ladybugs for the sad history of Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Um, he is no longer with us. Okay, I will address the elephant in the room, which is that, yes, uh, it is 1992. Karate Kid has already happened. In 84, was that? Yeah. Okay. I think. That's a um, movie, again, that I haven't seen. I have. Uh, it's very good. It's got way better reviews and just an overall cultural impact than Sidekicks, which... Oh, definitely. I think it is weirdly buried even though it's not, it's not a bad sort of ver- imitation or like, at this point it's like a genre of movie. I have to imagine that this that this movie to this is to the Karate Kid like uh, those weird like Universal animated movies that you would find in like the weird trash bin in the blockbuster are uh-huh. to Disney movies. Like there would be Pocahontas, but then there was like weird animated Pocahontas. Yeah. This, like, the, like, boy fantasizes about overcoming his weakness and his school bullies through karate, meets a magical Asian guru person. Several, like, two. At least two. Three? Were there two or three? There were two. There were a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and overcomes the difficulties he's been experiencing in his life. Um, Asians cure asthma. Yes. <laughs> Through ancient, mysterious Chinese remedies from, you know, the, the, the Orient and its weird spices. And... It, and it all smells particularly bad, apparently. Like, it's just not... I I feel like if you are a kid, and I've heard, like, so, so many people have talked to me about this, where, like, you're coming to school and your lunch smells weird and then you get made fun of in the cafeteria, I feel like this movie could be very triggering to you. Because there's just a lot of jokes about, like that Asian people smell funny. Like, that's a running theme throughout this movie, and it's not okay. Um, so, yeah, we, we do have a Mr. Miyagi figure to speak in yes. Karate Kid terms. And he's played by someone named Mako or Mako? Mako, Mako, who is, like, seems to be a, a constant um, partner of Chuck Norris. Like, he's in a lot of Chuck Norris movies. Is he? I didn't do any research. Oh, Mako's he- a type of whale. <laughs> so... That's the only thing I thought of. He's an actor named Mako. Yeah. And in addition to uh, this movie's sidekicks, he was also in a few episodes of like Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, and he did the voice roles. For, he did voice roles in like Samurai Jack and Avatar. 
Um, the, the, there's the Norris team, including <laughs> Norris progeny, were like highly involved in this movie. It, it once well, you sort Mako of, was not a was not no, a Chuck he was, Norris progeny. He was like you know part of the progeny. Like, uh, he, he yeah he's not he's not he's an old Chinese man. He's not uh he's not the son or no. brother of Chuck Norris. But like he's part of like his previous film efforts. Right. I actually not and now I'm wondering just because. I, so earlier, I was, like, trying to look up who he was, and he was nominated for an Academy a Supporting Actor Academy Award in 1966. Mako or Norris? Mako. Not Norris. Oh, God, no, not Norris. Oh, I'm sorry. Mako's Japanese. Japanese, Sorry. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get these things wrong, but I'm trying very hard, and I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. Yes. He's... Well, I understand your confusion, because in the movie, I believe it's stated that they are Chinese. Yeah. Because they're working in a Chinese restaurant. Like, they own a Chinese... Chinese restaurant... His, yeah. name's, his name's Mr. Lee. It just seemed like... I Chan, think, yeah, and the, their last name, their family name is Chan. Y- yeah. So I think they are supposed to be Chinese in the movie. Anyway, regardless. No, but I'm just... That is key. Like... Yes. There's that sort of... There's already a potentially aggravating aspect to making them seem interchangeable. Oh, yes. Completely. But so anyway, he is yeah. a Japanese-born actor. Yeah, and he was nominated for um, a Best Supporting actor oscar in 1966 and that i have to wonder if he is the first asian actor to like it seems like he could be the first and or only uh, i have no like evidence to back that up but <laughs> <laughs> it seems very possible because hollywood sucks yeah and it sucked a real lot worse back then it uh, did although it hasn't changed that much these days. No, no. Um, watching this movie on the heels of having to sit through 13 episodes of Iron Fist was a struggle. There's a lot of yellow face in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I just want to sing some, the praises of Mako one more time, though. Okay. Because my hot take is that he's better than Mr. Miyagi from the original Karate Kid. I found he, him very just, funny. He's like a very physically, a physically comedic actor. Yeah, he, he clearly is, like, someone who, like, maybe did their own stunts and, like... Oh, yeah. Like, and he's he's really funny. He always seems like uh, he's kind of a little more drunk and mischievous and nihilistic. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, has that sort of, like, faux spiritual sheen to him that is, again, part of the mysterious Orient. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> but, like, I liked him. I sort of read him as basically an alcoholic who is, like... I think... Is, is drunken master a trope? Like, is that, like, something that you see repeatedly? Because that shows up also in Iron Fist. And I don't... I'm not, like, a martial arts movie right. person. And most famously, the Jackie Chan movie. Right. Jackie Master. Uh, yeah, it, it's like a... I think it's a legit fighting style. Again, we're gonna fuck at this up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's a legit fighting style, and it's definitely, like, a thing that gets reproduced constantly. Well, so, the, yeah, if it is a fighting style, and again, we don't know this, my... The way that I have seen it used in Iron Fist it's and in now... Iron Fist? Yeah, um, that's who Louis Tan ends up playing. I haven't seen the show. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I was very much turned off to it by everyone's thoughts on it. Well, so long story short, the actual Asian actor who auditioned to play Danny gets cast as this one character who is definitely, like, he's a martial arts expert, but he's also drunk. And so I am wondering whether it's actually a fighting style or if it's just a way to make people like laugh or, it, or if it's been appropriated i should say and just for like a way to make people like laugh and be like lol like huh. look at that foolish person i don't know 
Yeah, I don't know the origins of it. Yeah. It's definitely supposed to be... Because that's what it seemed to be here. Well, here... Well, okay. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Because mm-hmm. I love to go in order. Oh my god, I know. I know. Our uh, Ralph Macchio uh, is um, a kid named Barry, played by Jonathan Brandis. Who is Ralph Macchio? Uh, he's the actor who plays Danny in Karate Kid. I'm just translating. Oh, you know so karate. much. Okay. These are the bare minimum things you need to know about Karate Kid. Okay. Um, I, I kind of dug this characterization too a little more. Like, in Karate Kid, he like moves from New Jersey to California, and there's like a culture shock that makes him bullied. But he's he's not really uncool. He's just sort of like a fish out of water in a slightly different part of the country. Whereas Barry was like deeply uncool. Yeah, Barry, on the other hand, is like, and and Brandis, even though he's sort of like he, you know, he he's played like the hunky child actor, like he's his voice once again so deep. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a heartthrob, like that's how everyone thinks of him. But he plays the good kind of gothy, asthmatic, mm-hmm. sort of like unhealthily thin-looking troubled kid. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think okay, I think he does it all right. I didn't really find it necessarily believable, but I I was willing to roll with it. Yeah. So he has asthma, so yeah. that's one way to show that he's weak. weak. Uh, <laughs> and a loser, because a loser asthma friggin'. equals, especially in the early 90s, oh my god, the inhalers were still so big. Oh yeah. When he's like puffing away on it in the classroom, because that's of course how he's introduced. Is a modern day inhaler... It's small, it's like, because he had one of the long ones, um... Shit, I can't remember what I used to use one of the one of those, but now like I just use a little puff puff. A little puff puff. Yeah. <laughs> Before it has like this like cartridge and like a hopper and you no, like, push you, down like. Pss. Exactly, that's what he was using. Whereas I'm just like poof poof and mm, on, on my way. So, uh, Brandis's character Barry, he he loves. Um, he has, like any kid. This again, I found really believable, even though it's like kind of violent. Like he has these fantasies oh, about. Yeah being the sidekick of Chuck Norris, his hero. In what we think some are real Chuck Norris movies. Well, okay. Based on... No, fuck. I don't know if I can find it. But, like, based on... Based on, like, IMDb research, Mm -hmm. there are two real Chuck Norris movies potentially nested in this as things that he's watched. Okay. I forget what it was, though. Firewalker and... uh, Oh, I don't. There's the as the one that is supposed to be about the Aztecs, Egyptians, and like two other crazy cultures, and then the one that's just about Vietnam. Yes. Okay. Something Commando, and then like Firewalker. Yes. Um, and then these movies, I think, are explicitly referenced in Jonathan Brandis's fantasy day fantasies. Right. But he doesn't have just fantasies about like f- fighting alongside Chuck Norris in Vietnam or in like feudal Japan. He, he like loses himself in them. Right. He, people are in the real world like Barry. What the fuck is going on? Where are you? Where have you disappeared to? I believe is he's yes. asked at one point. He has like debilitating, reality altering daydreams. It was to the point where I was like the the way he was daydreaming and using it as an escape. I was like, are we? Is he have PTSD or something? Like, is there something wrong with him? Yeah, there's a pathology there that's <laughs> it, that's way deeper and and wonders at like prior problems. Like, like, what, like his mom's not in the picture, for instance. No, like, no, there, she's not. This whole unspoken thing about single dad raising a kid and not being attentive, but like 
what happened before that made him retreat into his fantasies. Clearly something big. Because he, <laughs> he needed to be in therapy, not hanging out in the back of a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But uh, actually, it was so funny. I was reading the comments for uh, like underneath this movie because it's free on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was like this whole long debate about uh, mental like treating like mental illnesses and stuff oh 90s versus today and i'm sure because those comments were on youtube they were all really insightful and oh. deep and just respectful of mental illness yes, just and... such nuanced good opinions yeah totally <laughs> it was it was like a bunch of people wistfully thinking about the time when you know you didn't medicate yourself and like you didn't treat anything and it, it's like everyone's just like yeah man now you give them like you give him some, like, Zoloft and some fucking uh, Ritalin, and, and, and it was really weird. It was, like, this really long... You can go check it out, because I'm sure those comments are still there as we speak. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so he's having these daydreams. His teacher... He's having them in class, and his teacher, uh, who's... I think her name is Miss Chan. Is that correct? Oh, look at this up. Yeah. I think she's Miss Chan. And so he's sitting next to Winnie from the young... From the Wonder Years. Yeah. And and they're Donica McKellar. Right. Renowned mathematician. Yes. <laughs> um, the Wonder Years. Another thing I have never seen. It's good. I, I'm sure it is. Um so both of them are trying to like wake him up out of this crazy dream he's having. And well, then Okay, right? The movie opens come on, this was good. The movie opens uh, with his first daydream, which yes. includes Mrs. Chan, like he fantasizes about his teacher. Oh, right, right, right. And yes. she's kind of making these like sexy little muse muse yeah. and whimpering and moaning noises and she's well, like well cause she's chained up to a thing or something right yeah. and like some like guy who uh <laughs> I don't know looks like a demon is like all these like ninjas are about to do oh, something oh that's the dude that's the dude who was in yellow face like that was clearly a white man with his eyes taped back oh I didn't even get a good look at him yeah it was real weird I Joe was Piscopo very Joe is in straight up yellow face yes he yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and I was very uncomfortable I didn't realize that that like I knew that this was a karate movie about white people but yeah. I didn't realize that that was what we were getting into. Well, it's crazy, and I know this was just to, like, differentiate in a scene filled with ninjas, probably, but, like, in in lieu of, like, Iron Fist and stuff and, like, Ghost in a Shell, like, Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis come in, and they're literally white ninjas. Like, yes. they're clad in full white, and they're fighting a bunch of black-clad ninjas. Yeah, who are all Asian, or... Supposedly. Supposedly probably Asian. Probably not, though. Oh my god. I'm gonna round that many up. It was real, yeah, it was real uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Um, so I had a sour taste in my mouth going into this movie. Um, and then, oh, so let's talk about that opening scene, actually. That, so that was the first time I'd ever seen Chuck Norris on a screen not doing, like, some sort of medical, like, catheter ad on MSNBC. He doesn't, he doesn't okay, do I catheter ads. I know ads. he doesn't, but you know what I mean, like, Talking well, directly like to old people, trying to get them to spend money on shit. Because he's a former karate master, so now he's, like, shilling, like, orthopedic shit because, yeah. like, all of his joints are shot from roundhouse kicking and stuff. <laughs> or, like, I'm sure he has, like, a reverse mortgage in his name or something that he sells. Anyway. So well, he's like, always run a sideline of, like, workout gear and, like, oh. exercise tapes and stuff. Well, that's, yeah, okay, so that's kind of where... So he shows up and he's he flip I think he flips into the screen and then he starts and it's but his face is covered. Oh yeah. Um. Because there's a reveal. Yes. But so my question was <laughs> immediately: Is this man actually good at martial arts? Because it didn't look like he was. Well, 
It's like, I don't know, again, I should have done any research on well, Chuck Norris, well, but like... But I just want your opinion, like, did it look to you... Because I did some research after that, because that was a question that was really bothering me. Oh, yeah, I mean, no. He's, okay. He's, he's, at this point, he's already fairly old for someone to be doing... But so was, like, Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan is just a god, though. Well, he's I know, so yes. Old. But, like, okay, so I, I did do some research, because I was genuinely wondering, like... Is he is, any good? Is, is this just a persona that we've placed on him in pop culture? Or... Well, the, we are... The problem with us is we are also post-2005's... Oh, yeah. Chuck Norris the memes. memes. Yeah, yeah. The, like, Chuck Norris facts memes. Right. But, like, I, I knew that's, like, that's what he's known for, because I know that in, um... But in, it, didn't it already also feel in 92, like, people were kind of ironically... I don't think so, because Walker, Texas, Texas Ranger was, like, one of the most popular shows in its time slot. <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm not, I'm, CBS, like, CBS had Walker, Texas Ranger, and Dr. Quinn Medicine Women, like, these two wholesome-ass shows that did very well for them, and I think they were both on Saturday night. I did like me some Walker, Texas Ranger, and yeah. Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn's a fucking, well, we can talk about that another time. Anyway. Chuck Norris just smelling people's, like, footprints in the grass and right. trapping them. So and also, like, good. but martial arts was, a, like, a big part of that show, right? Yes. Yeah. So, again, I did some research. He is apparently, like, actually good at martial arts, despite, like, what this movie showed. No, he competed he, and stuff. Right. He so was real. In the 60s, he did compete. Um, he held some title, the middleweight karate champion title, for six years. Um, he won karate's triple, cra- cri- triple crown, uh... And then he was also awarded at one point Fighter of the Year by Black Belt Magazine. Yes, a great magazine. To, I mean, I every every month. Yes. In my mailbox. And boosted in this film. Yes. Oh yeah, you're right. It's it's on the part. Yeah. Yeah. Barry like carries a dog-eared copy of right. Black Belt Magazine around. But so then in 1990, he was the first Westerner in the history of Taekwondo to be given the rank of 8th degree black belt grandmaster. For all you guys out there listening, that's like Super Saiyan 3 or something. I, be- I believe you. I totally believe you. I fucking around. Um, and then, so, but like all of that, especially given having just again watched Iron Fist, where you have like this white dude like walking into a dojo and telling an Asian woman, this is, you know, yeah. how you do your shit. Um, I don't know. Like he, I'm glad to know, I guess, that he actually is good at it um but then my real question came when i found out later that he created his own martial art what's it called chun kuk do which is based (laughs) we heard that guys again in 2017 chun kuk do doesn't really read very well it does no you're right it doesn't (laughs) um and it's based primarily on Tang Sudo and includes elements from every combat style he knows. And I... Oh, he synthesized all of his fighting ability into a single m- mega lethal martial art? Totally. And so I guess my, my overall question was, like, not that we have anyone here. If anyone wants to write in and, like, tell us ooh, if it's, like, okay that this white dude created his own martial art. I like, like, I, I think don't... as you were getting at a little bit, and this is a long justification for Chuck Norris's involvement in this movie, he, he more than, like, Danny Rand, like, yes. <laughs> earned his stripes, literally, on he... his belt. Like, he, yes. he's, he's a legit, 
he's a legit fan and practitioner of martial arts. Like, he's also a Texan, and, like, th- I think what, like, kind of mitigates that or makes that seem, like, maybe disingenuous is well, that he's also thoroughly Texas-American. Well, that's the thing. It's because he's such a fucking, like, conservative Christian that yeah. you know he, like, all- he probably is one of those people who totally plays into, like, the model minority, stand- like, stereotype. and Which is, the, what? what is that, that, like, he probably believes that, like, Asians are the best of the minorities. Oh, oh, Like, oh, you know oh, what I mean? The, like, get out yeah, thing, the, too? Or the one Asian guy right. is there? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Where or he, pro- he probably believes, you know, all Asians good at math, all Asians good hey, at violence. Hey, listen, we don't know the man. We don't know... We I don't-, don't know the man, but I'm just taking some leaps based on the things that I have, like, read about him, like, the things yeah. that I've read that he said, the fact that we know that he's, like, a super conservative, the fact that he's a, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about his involvement here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, thanks for summing that up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know Chuck Norris either, but I do know him as a meme, and I did watch a lot of Walker, Texas Ranger. I didn't watch any of his other movies. I've never seen another Chuck Norris movie. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yes. That's a bit of Chuck Norris' backstory. It's kind of like Shaq. We didn't know much, but we tried. Yeah, and so we had to like kind of talk about all the stuff we learned at the beginning because otherwise it would feel like we uselessly spent our time <laughs> learning about Chuck Norris. Yeah, I know more about Chuck Norris than I ever really wanted to but so yeah we're introduced to chuck norris at the beginning of the movie pretty immediately yeah and then he stays with us as a as a specter throughout the whole thing yeah he's sort of like this like weird imaginary friend almost to barry mm-hmm. and he comes in and out of barry's consciousness when barry is like essentially feeling uh threatened or tra- traumatized a bit like when he gets bullied and stuff like he'll just see chuck norris he'll like hallucinate chuck norris again this is really really bad behavior like or like really really like pathological and like not good yeah like so he needs to talk to someone about it and his teacher who like takes sympathy on him does tell his dad at one point like well you need to pay attention to your kid i mean okay (laughs) bo bridges right uh is his dad and he just plays like the sort of like bumbling like well-meaning but like ultimately inadequate father he's a software programmer as we are reminded 25 million Million times times. (laughs) fucking nerd yeah of course he can't help his son get strong and uncuck himself uh takes mr lee to feed him that red pill uh seriously though the messaging is a little weird uh, but i'll get into this thing but like so yeah i i kind of thought like every teacher and authority figure which i thought was kind of maybe unintentionally extreme, but made the world of the movie interesting to me, mm-hmm. was, like, a total cartoonish piece of shit that, like, totally overstepped their bounds. Yes. All, the only people who were real in this movie, like, actual, like, non-caricatures were Barry and then uh, Winnie. Yes. Um, so she, the teacher talks to Bo Bridges, his dad, whatever, uh, about how he's not paying attention and his grades are shitty and he's getting bullied. Um, and she, yeah, she kind of, like, and she kind of, like, tells him his business. Yeah, because... She kind of, like, puts some, like, tiger mom advice and just tells him also to personally change his life a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. she, like, she moves off of Barry and just starts talking to Bo Bridges, which is a weird segue because then it turns out that they go on a date. Right, which... It, they don't set it, that up well at all. No, and then it doesn't really follow through, necessarily. Also, she says to Barry... Uh, there's a time and a place for dreams, 
and it's not in the classroom. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus. So the school is very much set up as like a prison of just malevolent human beings. Just go have a fucking talk with Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> get along. Yeah, just get on that fucking track. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-K to college. Yeah, and eject yourself into a, the appropriate productivity slot at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but the teacher does care about Barry so much so that when she finds out that her uncle is coming to stay with her, right. she says that, oh, he'll take you under his wing and teach you karate. Right, so Mr. Lee enters the picture. Uh, it was real, he's at the again, airport. Uh, real uncomfortable. Yeah, a, a white dude calls him a chink. And I'm glad he, you said it because I wasn't <laughs> going to. He, and he like uses his Asian magic to like teleport a cigar into his pants. <laughs> it was like so like I would have expected to see this scene in like nineteen in a movie in like 1945, like mystical Asian like use. It was so not good. I mean, yeah, he also calls him Charlie. Like, yes, which is a slur that I have not heard in a real long time. Not since, you know, Vietnam. And yeah. So, like, yeah. Plus, like plus, he's, plus he's Chinese, but he's a, Japanese in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of all over the place. But this is the shit that, like, I'm, I wasn't surprised to see in a 90s movie. I really was. <clears throat> I, I... This is the kind of stuff that, like would have been funny to people in 92 you know what i mean like we're not out of the woods we're not but i guess you know what i guess maybe i'm conflating the popularity of shit like power rangers but that came later i guess and i mean if you think about it it's another it's like a sanitized more kitty even more kitty version of just like look karate white people from san diego or whatever are just doing it now no no no, i know but like i mean because of its popularity, I would have thought, like, maybe we would have, at this point, moved towards a bit more tolerance, but clearly not. Um, well, no, the tolerant aspect is the fact that you can still say these things, but this person is overtly a villain. Oh, yeah, okay. Not just somebody who's, like, a funny 80s stand-up, right. you know? It's like, no, this is now bad. Mm-hmm. We can still we can still say it. Except I'm sure that, like, of the only 15 Th- That people, wasn't a defense, by the way. Yeah, do you know, like... <laughs> No, of the only 15 people who were in this movie to see it, I'm sure, like, seven of them left. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for the wrong reason. Right. Uh, I mean, like, also, Dan, uh, Barry gets bullied by this, like, obviously there's, like, a kid in the school who's, like, his main antagonist for no fucking reason except that he's kind of worried that he'll be the lowest person on the food chain if he doesn't punch down at Barry. I guess, yeah. Which makes sense. It feels a little true you're, to You're giving him a lot of motivation. I thought he had a lot. Oh, really? Because there was one scene that kind of unlocked it for me. Okay. But, Is it the one at the end of the karate competition with no, his dad? No, he doesn't have a dad. Yeah, his dad is the, the other karate His dad coach. is Joe Piscopo? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yes, remember at the end where he, Joe Piscopo yells at the kid who doesn't break the bricks? That's the bully. I thought that was, yeah, I know. I know that was the bully, but yeah. is, th- is Joe... I is think he, he's his dad. Not just his, like, sensei? I think so. There's no way to find out. There is no way. We're not watching it again. And I'm not looking it up or doing anything about nope. it. Nope. You guys, our listeners, can tell us. Joe Piscopo rules. He is actually, before Mr. Lee comes into the picture, uh, Bo Bridges takes Barry, I don't remember what his dad's name is, uh, to, I, go, to go do karate, because he loves karate. He's like, we'll yeah. just take him. And uh, Joe Piscopo is like the super militant, cartoonishly angry yeah. screams every single line that he says every word he's delightful <laughs> i loved his performance um 
But again, it's another white man, like, chilling in a dojo, like, really thinking he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Although, I, that, that seems right. I mean, this takes place in Houston, Texas. Yes. Uh, the ubiquity of, like, learning karate, as evidenced by this movie, was taking hold of America mm-hmm. by the 90s. Um, so, yeah, he's just, he's too aggressive. He sees that Barry, like, is kind of wheezing. Yes. And needs asthma inhaler and stuff. And he's like, no, this is about winning and about strength. The strong will always defeat the weak and all this shit. And, and like, Barry's like, no, it's about honor honor I, and spirituality yes. and, like, oneness with the cosmos. Um, it's karate is a sport of discipline, respect, and style. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have the thesis uh, or something. So they, they, they don't end up going to that one, and he's kind of bummed out, and then Mr. Lee comes, yes. and Mrs. Chan decides... And is it the dad, is it Barry's dad, who when Mrs. Chen is like, oh, my dad's gonna come, wor- or my uncle's gonna come work at the restaurant that my family owns, I think Barry's dad says, ugh, that's so stereotypical, it's like working at a laundry. Yeah. Is that the, that's the dad? That's the dad. Oh. No, 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 uh... Is it, or is it that bald teacher that is also a villain? Oh, maybe. It could be, I, I don't know. Either way, that line, again, made me very <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, I mean... But she also, handled it well. Like, she was she was like, yes, my family did that too at one point. Right. Which is very true of very many Asian American families yeah. who have been here for a few generations. And she was just like, yes, and we're proud and... Vo- like, yes. Yeah. But I was still just like, oh my god. Right. <laughs> it's just, again, the, the, the progressiveness of the movie is more that... Everyone who's not, who's saying this shit is a villain. Yes. Rather than eschewing it. Uh, and uh, what happens? Um, I mean, do you want to take a, we'll take a quick break and then we'll get to what happens. There's more, all you need to know is that there are some more PTSD like escapes from reality and then there's a karate competition. <laughs> rather than being birthed, Birthed like a normal child, Chuck Norris instead decided to push his way out. Punch his way out. Punch his way out. <laughs> Chuck Norris once shot down a German fighter plane with his finger by yelling, bang. Chuck Norris doesn't churn butter. He roundhouse kicks the cows and the butter comes straight out. <laughs> So I showed a picture of Matt, a picture of this to Matt during the break. I know words. Um, Danica McKellar in this movie, she looks exactly like the American Girl doll, Samantha. I took a look, guys, if you don't believe us, it's actually true and you should look it up. It's really weird. I might try and find, I might try and just like grab a screen cap from the YouTube version of this movie and just post them side by side because... They are, like, she looks exactly like this doll. You should, it's fucked up. It's like Pygmalion. It's, it's like r- someone brought this doll to life. I don't like that. I don't like, my mom has all my American Girl dolls in my, in the living room of our house, just staring at you as uh-huh. you walk in. Yeah, no, it's creepy. My, yeah. my great-grandmother had a bunch of, like, porcelain, like, precious moments and, like, flopsy, oh. raggedy and dolls and stuff everywhere. And as a kid, it was the most horrifying thing. Oh, I, I don't like it at all. I don't like it. Um, Where are we in sidekicks? I don't, do we? Okay, yeah. So, um, okay. So he's met his mentor and they're doing a lot of like training montages that don't all, there's no good solid training montage in this movie. 
Yeah, that's where Karate Kid becomes the superior film. I mean, I think it did before that, but... But I think it supports my theory that Mr. Lee is a drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no, like, coherent... Like, they just do a lot of running, and yeah. he jogs even though he has asthma, and he his... catches balls of dough in the kitchen and does pull-ups a lot. His first task is to simply walk to school. <laughs> yeah, which is the more realistic goal. It's a three-mile three walk. He has really bad asthma. <laughs> But then the day after that, he's just running he's and doing pull-ups. Yeah. It's really weird. and um, <laughs> Not a good timeline in this movie. <laughs> although, it made Houston look kind of nice, even though... Yeah, no, no, that's fine. There was some nice skyline shots at a few points. There was a sort of artistic-looking shot by the fountain as mm-hmm. they're, as he's biking around it, where there's like an... It's overlit, so there's like this elongated shadow and the water. It was really kind of nice. Oh, well, someone, I guess, with some thought... Uh, it was, sorry, Chuck Norris's youngest son directed this, so... No, 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 Chuck Norris's youngest son, or Chuck, one of Chuck Norris's maybe youngest sons was one of the bikers. Oh, okay. In but the biker scene, his point... brother. Oh, his brother. Aaron Norris is the director. Okay, Like so... I said, it's rife with Norris's. Yeah, so this particular Norris had an eye for, uh... For... It might have been him, what? maybe his DP, but, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, um, the, the, the filmmaking itself wasn't, wasn't that bad. No, I wasn't terrible it still didn't make this a movie that i'm gonna return to no it's yeah um <laughs> but anyway this movie was lousy with norris's <laughs> just, just crawling out of the woodwork <laughs> yeah, everywhere oh um yeah so whatever what are we fucking do the training it. montage mr lee shows that he's resourceful and cool by like kicking some bikers out of his restaurant yeah and i mean that's fine you know so that happens right <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. This movie, like, it's. I feel like the the appeal of this movie is less the actual movie and more Jonathan Brandeis. Like, I I think that was. Yeah, and but and like all the, like all these movies, there's like this there's like a kind of it's an anti bullying message. Like yes. the core the core of every single one of these movies of this type, mm-hmm. um, is just stand up to bullies essentially. But can I say like you've seen me cry? When we've discussed bullies in other movies in right. episodes that have yet to be released, um, and never will be. But, <laughs> but in this, like, I hate, I hate a childhood bully. I hate, I hate a kid that's getting teased in school. Uh-huh. Not hate the kid. I hate watching. No, it. yeah, right. Um, but this one didn't affect me all that much. I have to say, it might have just been all the yellow face. It might have been the fact that like everyone was so over the top ridiculous. Yeah. I kind of dug it. It, it. The world was almost like it was almost like fucking um, Heather's or something. Like um, the, the 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 school was such a just place of danger. Yes. And the daydreaming, while so intense as to transport Jonathan Brandis in a scary way. Yeah. I could, I empathized with that, or I liked that. Like I did that in school. Like definitely I not mean, like, I didn't <laughs> lose myself, but yeah. <laughs> Just off in your world. Yeah, but I was. Oh, Matt, Matt's a little daydreamer. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever have to climb the rope in gym class? No, never. I don't think that's real. We had the presidential fitness test. We had that too, and I won a lot. So the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was always between me and Amon Johnson. Shout out to that person <laughs> from a very specific time and place. Uh, <laughs> you guess you're also athletic? I don't know. Yeah, she um, ran track. I, uh, no, I just, I remember just fucking dreading it. I was never, like, that bad. Uh Uh-huh. I wasn't, like, 
out of shape. I just wasn't very coordinated. Like, I couldn't do, like, sports. Like, probably right. sports. But I could do, like, pull-ups and stuff. I only ask because, like, the rope thing just... That just seems like something that you... All, it's always in movies. That's right. always a challenge in gym class. Yeah. I don't think it's real because if you fall off that rope... You could really... Well, there's probably just a mat or something, maybe. There's... But, like, that's not... They can't be... They can't... They're not conjuring that out of thin air. I don't think that's a thing that anyone has ever had to do Guys, have school. you had to climb the rope... Get at us about yeah, that. Yeah, please. In fact, I'm going to post that question on Twitter. Like, I'm going to make that. Like, I need a poll. It is a staple of gym class high school scenes in movies from the 80s and 90s. We need to fucking get to the bottom of this. <laughs> like, uh, um, also, wait. I have another gym class question. Was your gym class separated by gender? Because this one was. Did you notice that? Yeah, in no, mine wasn't. Okay. Well, 92. I guess things in the South. They were in the South, though. They were in Texas. I don't know if it's, yeah. Yeah. Like how they're, in, in some schools, there's like those weird spiral staircases so that girls and boys oh, can yeah. walk on different sides of the stairs. There's one of those down on uh, 18th Street. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That was just back in the day. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we can move on from this now. I just had to get that gym thing settled. So, okay. This is my, this is my access point for empathy with the bully whose name I'm just not going to say because I don't remember. Uh, he's just your typical like, like, hey, listen, dork, like, like, don't cross me. Like, he has no, seemingly no reason to hate Barry. But then there's a scene where they're in English class and the teacher uh, calls on him. Kind of a jackass. Calls on this kid, essentially knowing he won't know the answers and just sort of demonstrates to the rest of the class that he's dumb and didn't do the reading. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's this real look of hurt on his face and shame. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, way to go, Mr. Blah Blah Blah. Like, once again, without any answers, you're, you'll be going far. <laughs> and, like, just, like, basically says this shit. And the kid's like... And then calls on Barry, who gets the answers from Winnie. Yeah. And Barry gets the answers right. And the teacher, thinking, because Barry's also a dunce, uh, that he wasn't going to get it right, ends up looking better than that bully. I'll give you that one because, like, an adult exerting, like, their power over a child is worse than child v. child. Not worse, but it's a different kind of bad. It's just, like, this school is such a hellscape for kids mm-hmm. and, like, the abuse and sense of, like, worthlessness that the teachers are, like, encouraging be felt to anyone who doesn't... Honestly, if you didn't spend part of your school day in the 90s inside of a locker, were you in school? I didn't get put in a locker, but I do remember... For very real shame felt with the teachers. Yeah. Like, more so than the kids. Like Teachers can be terrible. Just like the sense of like you're a you're an idiot if you don't get this right and like teachers were totally in the right to make you feel that way and like say that in so many words and like Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It it feels weird because like part of this is like also like, you know, now now we're like what, pampered, everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. I mean well, don't get me started on participation trophies. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Anyway. But, I mean, no, I understand what you're saying. Yes, we, don't, we is, don't do that anymore. I felt for this bully. I understood why he was now stepping on Jonathan Brandis all the time. Mm-hmm. So th- that accessed for me his motivation enough so that he wasn't just, like, a psychopath. He was he was somebody very, in a very real sense, like, dealing with his own sense of I worthlessness. I mean, one might say that he, like Barry, also needed to be in therapy. So basically yes, what we exactly. had here was two children who needed to he be in therapy. He saw a kid self-actualizing who he thought was at least the one under him, mm-hmm. and now he was rising, and he's freaking out because he's going to be the most worthless piece of shit in the school right. if Barry ends up ascending. And Barry is taking is taking that, ascend, that point of ascendance in his sport, as we later find out. Exactly, and he's encroaching on the one territory he feels... 
to be champion, which is yes. karate, America's pastime. Oh my god. <laughs> um, oh my god. Also, he calls him retard. Oh, I missed that. Which is just such a night. Which is such yeah. a '90s classic insult that's not doesn't fly anymore. No. And the coach keeps calling Barry lady. Yes, that I noticed when he's trying to climb the rope. He's like, "Get up there, lady!" Yeah, and I'm come like, on, no, lady. We don't. No, 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 no. Yeah. So you know, as as rough as that is to watch, it it is an accurate representation of I feel like what was going on. '92. Like yes. I really felt like I've like you know. Yeah, I think most kids have experienced some versions of that, or you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. We're what are we? We're both 29. If you, any 29 year old who says that they were at a school and like never themselves or heard their friends call someone retard or retarded, yeah, is probably lying to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just for sure. Like not necessarily themselves, but their friends. So to track the plot. Barry has been beat up twice by the bully. He's been training with Mr. Lee. And then one day, after he finishes climbing the rope, I think, successfully. Yeah. Um, and hallucinating Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chuck Norris, by the way, is on the rope next to him. Guiding him through it. Yes. Um, the kid, the bully, picks another fight with him. Um, and, uh, and Jonathan Brandis ends up, like, kind of holding his own he doesn't really beat him up but like he he, he fights humiliate, back he humiliates him enough right and and they're kind of at a draw right and earlier winnie who's the love interest obviously um jonathan brand is kind of like feeling his confidence once again like kind of just asks to date her right and they, she they goes, decide to go to the zoo together well no at first she's like i'm not into you that way oh and he gets friend zoned and he freaks out. And I know friend zone's not a real place, but like this definitely is like one of those things where uh, it, it it shows the very like real ninety two like just like do you fucking deny? How dare you deny me this type of relationship? And blah blah blah. And he like Meanwhile, storms away. Thirteen. Yeah, they're young. But then, as soon as he beats up the bully, Winnie is like ready to go yeah i mean because she loves an alpha i love a man who beats up another man like whether it's for me whether it's just out of rage any i just love a man who who draws blood Mm -hmm. yeah are you how much of you is being serious though oh i mean you've met my boyfriend my boyfriend's not gonna be drawing (laughs) blood no no i don't mean that i don't mean that in like a mean way i'm just saying like i'm not dating him that's not the priority yeah that's not my priority But as in all these movies, there's this, like, there's, like, this, like, out, you know, the, the, it's good to be an alpha. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, totally. I mean, uh, Jonathan Brandeis' last movie was literally all, the last one that we watched on this. What was that again? Ladybugs. Oh, was Lady? Oh. Yeah, that's the last one that we watched with him. Yes. And, like, that movie was all about, like, basically not being a... Uh, I don't know what what's like what would be the appropriate I don't think I can say Uh, the the appropriate term there's there's a less discernible message in that movie than this one which is just like beat up your bullies right well no 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 I'm saying in terms of like the being a butch like masculine figure like yeah there was a very strong tone of that of course it's like you know like don't even meddle in this stuff yeah (laughs) yes be a man right you know be a man about it like Chuck Norris yeah Yes, like Chuck Norris. Be, have the full beard and full chest hair of, of Chuck Norris. Yeah. Who looks very short. 
He is. Oh, is he? He's okay. not a big dude. Okay. He seems short. Um, can we, should we just like skip to, can we just get to the competition? Like, is that allowed? Um, I don't think we're going to be miss. are we missing anything? No, he just trains some more. He yeah. has another, he has like another fantasy about Chuck Norris where, uh, there's Nazis and that one of the teachers is a Nazi. Yeah. And it's all the same, like, Mrs. Chan is tied up, she's a damsel in distress, but then in the, in the, in the Nazi one, it's Winnie. Right. And because then- he's starting to, he's starting to have his own his even his own dreams are starting to become like his actual own dreams yeah and chuck norris is like where's mrs chan yeah chuck norris is bummed out <laughs> fantasy chuck norris is Ch- bummed out chuck norris wants the bone yeah because he was gonna get it wet and then all of a sudden he it, it was this 13 year old girl <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no 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 um yeah but so i think that's one of my that, that is one of my main problems with this movie like because there's no like central really good montage scene we just keep doing the same fucking thing over and over again rather than using the montage to advance to a point which is usually what happens in like the 90s sports movies yeah that's right it's just a little bit weak um i don't even remember basically after he stands up to the kid and then he starts even like dating Winnie, mm-hmm. as kind of after he shows that it's he's a lot alpha. more pull-ups after that. Like honestly, like there are just several more scenes of him doing pull-ups <laughs> where there's clearly people underneath him just like yeah, lift, lifting him up. <laughs> Wait, okay, so there's one where he is just like chilling out at the top of the pull-up bar, and he's doing um, which are the hard the hard ones are the front where you grip from the 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 chin the pull-ups, not yeah, the chin-ups. Exactly. Yeah, and so he's just hanging there. And it's so clear. He's not strained or struggling <laughs> at all. It's so clear that he's on someone's back. And, and he then, hangs there for like 20 minutes as he has this daydream. 20 minutes, yeah. And then, and then, and then when he lowers himself, he lowers himself like two inches yes. down to the ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, but there's just the point. There's so much of that before we finally, we enter this convention hall. Oh, and in the meantime, there's like the B plot where Bo Bridges is dating... Mrs. Chan. It's super weird. If you care about that. It's un... It, it doesn't really matter. It's just a... I think he says some more racist things to her, like, along the way that she has to correct. Yeah. And, and, and I would never... I'm sorry. Like, not to speak for every woman of color. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's so many of us who just would not put up with this shit. <laughs> like, as soon as... As soon as he made the laundry comment, like, I feel like he was He just, didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's the teacher. I'm confused. Okay. Bo Bridges is more just, like... He's just more like the lovable oaf who's just like, um, I don't know how to use chopsticks. Yeah. I don't get what you're doing with all this Tai Chi stuff. And like, he's that. He's right. like the like, he's like the whatever, the fucking pudgy dude who's for whatever reason, this beautiful woman can see through all of his faults to the purity of his heart or something. As if she couldn't. Well, you know what? Maybe she couldn't do better in Houston, Texas in 1992. I don't know. Um, okay, now can we just get to this fucking, like, competition and, yeah, like, yeah. wrap Bar- this shit up? Okay, yeah, so Barry is challenged to, Barry is challenged to a karate competition. Along with several other people, I don't think, it's not just him. It's a, yeah, a, there's a bunch of dojos at this thing. Incoherent. Yeah. It's like a team competition, but right. different gender categories. And all different styles. At one point, there's yeah. boxing. There's boxing, there's <laughs> weapons, there's, and then there's the classic brick break. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. So they show up at this convention hall, and it's Mr. Lee, Mrs. Chan, the dad, and Barry, and they find, and 
Lee, Mr. Lee and Mrs. Chan and Barry are going to compete. The dad is not really involved, but they get to the desk and they find out that they can't have a team of three. They must have a team of four. Oh, oh, yep. So um, who happens to be a judge at this competition? It's Chuck Norris. Oh, man. So Mrs. Barry's hero. His like just the scion of his life. So scion uh, of his life. I don't know. I just I can't say words. <laughs> it's the son of somebody. You're so <laughs> you're so right. Uh, he's the he's the guiding star. The of, light of his life. I don't know why I said scion. It's okay, man. Anyway, okay. So um, Mrs. Chan sees Chuck Norris walk in. She just kind of casually saunters up to him. No security whatsoever. Well, Mr. Lee's like. That's Chuck Norris. That's Barry's hero. Oh man, we gotta get him involved. You, go tell him to. Go use your sexy wiles. Yeah. So like, since we already know that he is the she is the object of his fantasies, at least in Barry's head. Right. Um. So she. And goes, Bo Bridges is the dumb cuck nerd computer programmer. How many times are you gonna use the word? <laughs> I think it's really funny. Episode. It's really funny. Um. So. Yeah, so Chan goes up to Norris. Uh, Norris has no security, so she just kind of steps in there, says, yo, we need a, a, a fourth team. We need member. a Chuck Norris in this. Yes. And he goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, sure. I'm, fr- I'm free until until late, so. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do the shit. Oh, some kid, random kid is likes me? Oh, that's yeah. new for me. So uh, I yeah, get, I don't have a lot of that's fans. That's great. Um, yeah, so that happens. And then for some reason, they're all sitting in the... like. No one tells Barry. No. And so Barry is just chilling in the audience, and Chuck Norris sits down next to him, right? And then goes like, hey, Barry, Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> and and Barry... An extra teammate. Barry immediately goes into that, uh... Oh my god, I was thinking of that Bobby Moynihan character from SNL. Where he... This is from years ago. I was watching it. <laughs> Please pluck this deep cut out of the... I was watching like a an, an SNL rerun from 2009 the other day. Uh-huh. It's this one where Bobby Moynihan is like, he's a playing a kid who's like a hockey fan, uh-huh. and like all of the hockey players are like talking to him, and he's just like he can't speak. He's like, is this okay? <laughs> is it okay? I can see Bobby Moynihan's <laughs> silly face doing big, yeah, big googly eyes. Yes. So that's what I was reminded of. I don't know why I just bought up an SNL from 10 years ago. <laughs> Jesus. It's a long Jonathan time. Brandon Barry is super pumped. Obviously, they proceed to have the thing. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Chan Chan. What, what, what's her name? I think it's Mrs. Chan. Mrs. Chan. I just forgot. Noreen Chan. Yeah. Uh, she does. It's not like clear a, what styles they are all participating she's in. She's doing some sort of like maybe gymnastic tai chi, tai chi type thing. Yeah. While wearing, and so I didn't realize it was her. I thought that for a second when she showed up and she was competing, I thought the movie had gotten like super inclusive because she was wearing what I thought was like a sport hijab. Yeah, like it seemed like that. And so I thought, oh, cool, there's like a Muslim woman like doing her thing. And then, no. No, of course not. <laughs> Just... Such a crazy thing. I know. What was I thinking? <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, 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 and then, and then um, um, what, Mr. Lee, Lee yeah. does the brick break. Yes. Right? Uh, no, he, that's last. First no, he, we have... He, he does a brick break. Oh, does he? He comes in late and does a brick break. Jonathan Brandis does nunchucks. Right. And then, Chuck um, Norris Chuck is Norris, boxing. Chuck Norris, it turns out, has some sort of weird long-time feud with Joe Piscopo's character. Right. Which and, we didn't think was real, because it is brought up at the beginning of the movie, but you sort of think he's just saying that. 
Yeah, he's like, if I saw Chuck Norris, I'd kick his ass. And then you get that payoff, which obviously Chuck Norris beats him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Joe Piscopo is fucking huge. Chuck Norris is, I think I'm taller than Chuck Norris. It's yeah, really... you're either the same height as Chuck Norris or taller. <laughs> I think he's like, he's Tom Cruise height. It's bad. It's apple box bad. It's yeah. It's like, yes. uh, and then, um, and then Jonathan Brandis basically, what? He, well, so first. I saw this movie yesterday and it's already like sifting out I of mean, my brain. I mean, I saw it at 3 p.m. today. <laughs> Oh, also, I'm struggling. The name of their team, also just the last sort of like semi-offensive nail in this oh, movie, God. is just the name of their team is the name of their restaurant, which is the Frying Dragon. Oh, I mean, I think I feel like I've actually heard worse names of Chinese food places. It's not, but it's yeah, it's not great. Know. It's no, it's not. It's not funny, great. Funny like, final thing to just sort of like. Mwah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, there, oh, there's a lot of weird things. But it's on. weird. You think it's going to end. Finally, it's obviously it's a tie break needs to happen. Right. They creep up, and then it's the stone stone dojo or something versus their team, the Frying Dragon, and uh, and so they need to do a tie oh, break. Oh fuck! I just got why that's bad. Oh god, really? <laughs> oh fuck! Sorry. It's not good. Oh, like, it's worse. No, it's really bad. Yeah, I thought you of all people would be like extra. No, I was just, I was taking it as like frying, like a frying pan. Sure, and yeah. Forgetting no, the... It works on a lot of levels. I don't like all the levels that it works <laughs> on. Oh, it's real bad. So instead of, everyone's like, oh, I, I was so ready for the Karate Kid style. He fights the bully. Yeah. And wins with his special kick or whatever. But this is a weird thing where they, they just have to break bricks. Mm-hmm. Which is... Maybe interesting, maybe anticlimactic, depending on your temperament. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's supposed, it's cool. I think it's just supposed to be a cool thing where, like, because, you know, you're breaking, I think it's nine bricks they end up having Well, to it's do. like they both end up breaking eight. Yeah. Because, and then, and then, um, and then the bully asks for an extra one and breaks, uh, and fails to break it. Yeah. And then, he, and then, so Barry has to break that many bricks to win. I think it's just supposed to, it's a feet that looks cool that's why they end on this because you know it's like someone you're breaking bricks with your hand yeah kind of I mean, you fi- can't do that fight, like fighting would be good too no fighting i mean but clearly they did not have a budget on this movie it for fight costs more to buy bricks than it does to just have to your chore- two actors to you choreograph already- a fight scene <sighs> choreograph is a generous term well no but that's what i'm saying like you have to choreograph a fight scene and they clearly didn't have the budget to do that for this movie so they weren't going to then choreograph a whole like ending fight this is what's weird. He's got to break as many or more bricks than the bully to win officially. And then Mr. Lee oh, says, right. just don't think about it. Don't be angry. And then he proceeds to just pour lighter fluid all over the bricks and light them on fire. Which, my <laughs> and thought. And everyone's just like, yeah, This yeah. is great. This is fine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Fire bricks. My thought would be that that's clearly cheating because you're making them unstable. Structurally unsound. Unsta- and right. dangerous at the same time. One of those two things or both should have happened where they're like, this is dangerous. And you're cheating. cheating. Like, I didn't understand how that was okay. Uh, It doesn't matter. It's just the internal logic of the movie allows for this thing. Barry breaks the bricks. He won the big tournament. He got a girlfriend. Bo Bridges is dating Mrs. Chan. And uh, I don't like the parent dating the teacher. I don't like it. And then the movie ends in the kind of the funny... I didn't mean to laugh. It might have been mean for me to laugh as hard as I did at the very end. What was the last, like, shot? So, 
Chuck Norris in and out of that movie. Right. Oh, when, oh, okay, so yeah, the last shot is uh, Barry is talking to Chuck Norris on a bench outside. It's picturesque. They're by the water. Mm-hmm. And then Barry gets up. He walks away. He turns around. Chuck Norris no, but this is the extra... Was he real? I think he was. But here... Oh, he, don't, he, leave, he definitely was. They all leave together happy, victorious, having learned something. Uh, the Black Belt magazine is on the bench, just flapping in the wind, because Brandis has grown up. He doesn't need it anymore. He doesn't need to look up to this other man. He is his own man. He's an alpha now. And he, <laughs> and he can take care of himself and his woman and his family. His uh, woman. <laughs> so the... The, the, the magazine with Chuck Norris on it is flittering in the breeze on the bench. And you see this kid, this wonder-eyed kid, come and pick it up and go, oh, and now he's inheriting it. And then the camera pulls back, and, and he's in a wheelchair, and he just yes. rolls away. And, well, I mean, I'm like, here's... You, can do, you can do anything, but you can't do Taekwondo, man. You can't. <laughs> well, no, but I think that's where we get again into the problematic premise of this movie, where the... It's an able-bodied person's movie. There, yes, no, but it's more that the oriental magic, like, these people's, like, you know, oriental magic cured his asthma, and now I think we're supposed to be expected to believe that it cures... You think? I kind of think so. I, it's like not or it's like Chuck Norris. No, 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 because the, it's Mr. Lee is, like, always giving him, like, those potions and shit. But, no, no, I... It felt to me more like Chuck Norris as the role model was then handed down to the next person deserving oh, of it. I mean, there is that. He could then maybe meet his own potion-giving oriental, you know, See, sort of... See, I, I genuinely thought, like, that this was a whole, like, weird, like, Asian people are magic, and now we're gonna fix the next broke... Like, I'm putting broken in air quotes. Like, sure, broken yeah. child. It's just, I think it's just upped the ante. It's like, we did asthma, yeah. But can karate fix paraplegic people? Yes, because it's like people. oriental magic. It's insane. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Uh, and that's how that movie ends, on supposedly a sort of happy, uplifting, uh, note. uplifting note. But it made me laugh slash feel terrible for laughing slash just feel terrible in general. Yeah, this movie did not make me feel good. The point is... The racism in this movie was not fun. Yeah. I don't know when race. I'm sure that they could, like... Yeah, when does it go? I don't know when is fun, but it it was not fun. It's just definitely, like... It's just definitely... It's it's doing what the... Like, we've encountered many times before in the 90s, which is, like, starting to, like, learn to be apologetic and or conscientious about this stuff. But doing it in the worst way possible. But, of course, bungling it and still managing to do the thing they're trying to not do and everything like that. I think it just particularly stings because, like... We're recording this, though, not releasing it in, like, a week where uh, Ghost in the Shell just completely tanked at the box office, and Iron Fist has happened, and, um, oh my god, well, there's another one, too, that now I'm, I'm completely forgetting. But yeah, like, all of these things are, like, coming together in a, in a, in a vacuum, essentially. Well, it's not in a vacuum, it's just a long, I don't, storied I, history, and we're just yes. bringing you a little artifact from 92 in 2017 and saying... It's nothing new, guys. Yeah, progress is in inches for real. <laughs> for real. I mean, I am happy to discover that Jude was nominated for an Oscar. Wish there were more that I could Yeah. I could cite um, with that that achievement. Uh, Fucking done, done. 
I know. What I, did what do you think? This was depressing. I didn't like this movie. I for all we just all the shit talking, I still kind of liked it. Uh-huh. But I think now I would give it like and I and I feel like I'm gonna be taken to task for not being consistent with my grading. <laughs> okay. Uh I would give this movie as I watched it, I had kind of fun. There was a little bit of a slump when they started just doing karate stuff, so I'd give this like maybe like a two and a half. Like as an adult or as a child? As an adult. Really? Yeah. Two Is that high? No, it's not high. It's middling. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. You like what you like, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yell at me if you want. No, it's I, I yeah, I just I saw this movie like fucking depressing. Yeah. Um as a kid, I don't know. I might have empathized. I definitely did a lot of like daydreaming about being like a crazy superhero, like saving people in my class and things like that. Like I might have appreciated that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like a, maybe as a kid, I would have given it a three or like a three and a half. Okay, all right. It stays sort of middling, but it's it's not yeah, it's not good. Um, as an uh, adult. This movie just gets like, I've is this a one? This is a one. I think it's oh a, damn! I think it's a one. And you can't have a movie where like you're calling someone a Charlie. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I know. I can't I do know. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. good. It's not good. That's okay. Yeah. Um and yeah and so I think we've gone into the reasons that I dislike it. We don't need to do it again. Um, yeah, don't show. Yeah, don't show your kids. That yeah. was that's the thing we were yeah. trying to use to as a metric like. My kids are not going to see this movie. Ever. No. I mean, yeah, okay, that's a better metric. I give this movie, like, yeah, I'll give this movie a two. Okay. Because of that. Yeah. Um, and then, as a kid, I think I can honestly say I would have given this a two as a kid, because I, no, seriously, because I was, like, like, a fight fantasy, like, connoisseur, like, I had my faves on Xena, like, I, Mm -hmm. I knew who was good, knew who wasn't, like, I had my, like, Beastmaster... That was my shit. This would not have measured there up. There was better shit. Yeah, there was just better fighting on yeah, television. Because I also loved it too. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I, honestly, like, I think the stunts were better in She Spies. Oh, damn. Do you remember She Spies? V- very vaguely. <laughs> I also, I think Three Ninjas was another movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, She Spies is a TV show. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and but like no, Zena yeah. And all that stuff, but yeah, like, three, yeah, Three Ninjas is another, another one that probably had better. Three ninjas, two dragons. I don't remember. Twin that dragons, one. whatever it was called. Oh, is that a Disney Channel movie? Uh, I think that was a theatrical movie and it okay. had a video game. There, the, it was in the air. Like, the, I think there was a sort of almost like obligatory nature to making a karate-based movie yeah. for kids, or just like martial arts and fighting in general. Like, yeah, it's this, this one just it, it just didn't measure up. Nineties, the video arcades. Yeah, it's I don't not, know what's going on. It's not even the fucking best Jonathan Brandeis movie. Brandis. Brandis. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Yo, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you can't do that. I can't just say goodbye. No. Hi, this is Matt uh, signing off with a couple of things that I do. Thank you. Uh, Trickscomic.tumblr.com, and uh, I actually have a Twitter too. <laughs> now, so it's called. He's what, had it the whole time. What is it called? Matt, Matt, I'm just at Matthew Torby. Is that it? <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Yes. I don't know. It's an undifferentiated spewing of sewer water. It's good, though. I do it, too. I add to the spew. Yeah. All right, Kendra. 
Oh boy. Okay. So um, my name is Kendra James. I am on Twitter at Kendra James underscore. I tweet a lot about baseball. Um, I don't really have any shit going on right now. I don't know. By the time this is out, I might have an article up on L. Who knows? I don't know. It's not done. It's due in like eight hours. <sighs> just. This movie took so much out of me. Just guys. Racism is exhausting. Just take care of yourselves, okay? And we'll see you next week. When we'll be watching who God knows what. We're watching something. Oh, no, we're going to be... Oh, guys, we're watching... <laughs> Wait, Good Burger. Watch Good Burger. Yes. Yes. Bye.